The latest star to join my podcast going back and catching up is none other than Pam Tillis. It is a pleasure to have you on, Pam. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. You know, when you first came out, um, I was back in Chicago at the time, and I'll, we'll get back to this in a second because I want to bring something up because you actually have a, a first for something that actually happened in the Windy City. Oh. But I look back <laughs> at all these songs, and man, when they came out, it was like hit after hit after hit. Don't tell me what to do. Maybe it was Memphis, which, man, that's that's possibly my favorite song about Memphis, which is saying a lot. Me, Vita Loca, Cleopatra, Queen of Denial, Shake the Sugar Tree. My wife used to sing that all the time, and it's just one after another. Um, is there one of those that is kind of your baby, if you would say? I definitely would say maybe it was Memphis is, is my signature. Yeah. That's what, you know, they say, what's your signature song? And that's the song you're most known for. And that was a, a, a lucky day that that song came into my life. A little bit of a story behind that song, because I had actually recorded that um, a few years prior to my Arista record deal. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't a great version. Um, it it wasn't. It just wasn't happening. And it, it even had a saxophone solo on it. So here's the deal. Usually if you record a song and you put it out and it doesn't take off, you just go on to the next one. But uh, in between my record deal and my that record deal and, and my Arista deal, I kept singing the song. You know, I stayed committed to the song. And every time I would play it, and this is before I was, you know, had any kind of uh, uh, reputation. Sure, or I didn't sure. have it, you know. It, it, it wasn't happening for me yet, right? But every time I would sing that song, people would go crazy. And if you break it down, it's not like some big complicated lyric or melody. There's just something you can't put your finger on it. So I, uh, when I got my heiress to deal... I said to my producer, I said, you know, this doesn't happen very often, but I kind of feel like I should re-record this song and try again. And the reason that was in my mind, and I had some kind of intuition about it, was uh, Randy Travis had just re-released, on the other hand, mm -hmm. for the second time. Like I said, most people, it, this does not happen, but Randy Travis had given it a shot, and the second time he re-released, it was a huge hit iconic record and so that was in 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 my mind when i told my producer i said let's play from the randy travis playbook sure here why not and, and re and re-record this sucker and what do we got to lose and so we went in the studio and it's you know anytime you make a record and a hit record especially you don't know you don't know what's going to happen it's the chemistry with the players i swear it's like what phases the moon you don't know, but the magic has to come down. Yeah. And you can't force the magic. You can't manufacture the magic. It's just a God thing. And um, anyway, so we re-record this song, and uh, they wheel me into the control room to listen to the playback. And, uh, you know, because I'd done my part. I'd sung it. The players had played it. We did all the overdubs, the, and the engineer finally got it mixed. They rolled me up to that soundboard, and I sat there with my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I just started crying. I mean, I was just breaking down because I'm like, oh, my, oh, my, there it is. There's my dream record. And it just took off. So that's my story about me. Oh, uh, that's a great story. I don't know if a lot of people know that backstory. Now I got the chills. <laughs> that's Thank awesome. You. Well, it's uh, it's 
probably my favorite song of yours, and I'm sure I'm not the I'm not the only one. So the Randy Travis rule worked for you, and you're better for it, right? That's right. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> I should send him a Christmas, Pam. <laughs> I love it. Pam Dillis is my special guest here on Going Back and Catching Up. Now, growing up, obviously, the daughter of a legend of, of Mel Tillis, and I can't imagine some of the stories that were going on in your house, some of the people that you know maybe you came across uh, you know, as a young kid and, and some of the legends in country music. Can you just kind of give us a little tidbit of, of somebody, of a, of a story that you remember somebody coming oh. by the house or something like that? Well, some of them I can tell and some I can't. Yeah. I, they were a pretty rowdy bunch sometimes. But, uh, oh, you know, like in his early days, Daddy, he liked to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd been out partying with Chris Christopherson. And I think they'd been off about three days. MIA, they'd just been out on a tear. And uh, Daddy rolled in early one morning with Chris and and uh, they said, yeah, we're good. Daddy says, yeah, I'm grabbing my clothes. We're going to go do such and such and such. And Mama said, like hell you are. <laughs> she, she, chased, she chased Chris Christopherson off with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, I'm sure you have many more stories. But like you said, some of them just have to have to say stories hidden behind the curtain a little bit. That's right. You know, another legend that you worked with, and, and you actually worked with a big um, a collection of, of artists on a couple of songs that really stick out to me. Uh, and one of those legends was was Dolly Parton on the song Romeo, and it was you and Pam Tillis. And um, was it? I mean, Patty Loveless, you mean? Yeah. And what, oh, did, I say, did I just refer to you in the third person? Um, <laughs> you and Patty Loveless and, and uh, Tanya Tucker, and was Kathy Matea, was that the other one that was on there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was when Billy Ray Cyrus just started out. So, you got to have some stories about the video or or something that was going on behind the scenes when you guys were doing this, right? Um, you know, well, actually, it's funny we recorded that, and then I was out of town. I couldn't make the video, so I think they got a cardboard stand up uh, stand up for me and put me in there. But I have to tell you a funny story. You mentioned Billy Ray. This isn't about Dolly, but. You just brought a story to mind. Yeah. It was the early part of my career. I mean, it was just kind of getting going. And there was a venue in Kentucky called the uh, the Executive Inn. And we were playing, and uh, we, were, we were killing it. You know, I think Memphis was just starting to heat up. But uh, we were in the, the big showroom. And so after the gig, though, we went, uh, uh, we went into the uh, lobby of the hotel, and it was after the show, and we're like, what can we do? What, we want to get an after-show. After we want to have a cocktail. And they said, well, you can't get in the bar. It's packed. They said, it's packed every night now. We said, really? What's going on? They go, some guy just starting out. It's Billy Ray Cyrus, and he's just, they just, wow. they can't get enough of him. And he was just in the little bitty bar. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That oh, is crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, it just uh, stardom, bam, you know, achy yeah. breaky, and then everything else that followed yeah. suit. And, and uh, yeah. wow, that that's a good, I love to hear stuff like that. That is, uh, makes you think about what's going on and, you know, put well, yourself every, in those times. Everybody starts someplace. Yes. You got you know, to, not, right? You don't, you don't start at the top. No, and, yeah. and getting back to what I uh, brought up at the beginning of the conversation, there was a first that you achieved in Chicago, when I was there, and we just started something 
called the Chicago Country Music Festival. And it was the first year that we had ever put it on. And who was there? It was you. And it was just, it grew up into this this huge thing in the taste of Chicago years later. But this was just on a little street. It was West Weed Street over by Bub City. I don't know if you remember this or not, but... I do. Yeah, you, I do. you were the first artist to play the Chicago Country Music Festival. So look at that. And you, wow. And you know, I do remember that. was a, It was a good night. It was a good show. And I was well-received, and that was encouraging for me. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was the beginning. And then after that, just this string of hit after hit after hit after hit. So I uh, just wanted to... I wanted to bring that up to you. It says it's kind of a, a cool oh, memory for me as well. Thank you. You know I'd have to charge a lot more now, right? Yeah, well, I would hope so, no. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pam Tillis is my guest here on Going Back and Catching Up. And uh, because of um, you know you having a famous dad and your dad having a famous daughter, I wanted to put you through something a little bit here called, um, I don't really have a name for it, so we're just going to call it Tillis Trivia, even though it's really not about you, but it kind of is in, in, a, in a branch off. I'm going to give you the name of a famous star, and you tell me who this person's parents are, who are also oh. who are also famous in their own right. Okay, okay. I, I, I'll give that a shot. Okay, let's see how we do. Okay, Dakota Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami Don Johnson. Don Johnson and his and her mom. You remember who her mom was or who her mom uh, is? Melanie. Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Pam's one for one. Okay. Number two, Angelina Jolie. Oh, I know exactly who he is. He's the guy that does uh, the uh, Go Rick. Uh, he does the cowbell uh, skits on Saturday Night Live. Um, John yeah, John. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. Two for two. Here we go. This one's kind of tough. Maybe. Okay. Mariska Hargitay. I've I've come across this fact before, but yeah, it's one of those ones you you're like, oh wow, and then you forget about it, then you see it again, you're like, oh yeah, wow, again. She, okay, I guess she was a sex symbol back in the fifties, maybe. Tippi Hedren. No. no. Jane Mans uh, uh, Jane Mansfield. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's her mom. All right, two more. Kate mm-hmm. Hudson. Kate Hudson. Oh yeah. Uh, well, um, he was in. Um, a group, the Hudson Brothers. No, what was uh, Kate Hudson was um, Goldie Hawn, but yes. she was married to a Hudson. Yes, yeah, Goldie was yes. the one I was looking for. Yeah, Goldie was the one right, I was looking for. Right, Okay, but there was a there was a pop group called I think it was the Hudson Brothers, and she, that's her daddy, I believe. Yeah, you're giving me a lot of information here. I, you ought to be quizzing me. Okay, and finally, L. King. Oh yeah, he's the comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see him in my mind. Um, He's a funny man. Yes. She's wildly talented. I love her. Yes, she is. Um, Oh, Rob Schneider. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. You just go with that initial thought. You got it nailed every time. (laughs) Well, I'm close. Close. Very nice. Very nice. I thought you were going to do country music kids. No, that'd be too easy. I had to make it a little bit of a challenge for you, Pam. Well, you did very well, and and may I say that uh, the the Instagram post that you put out there uh, was it yesterday or the day before of the album cover of Lainey Wilson that you redid <laughs> to make it your own from Bell Bottom Country to Mom Jean Country. <laughs> I mean, that's legendary, right there. That was perfect. The hat and everything. Oh yeah, it just 
my publicist, I had that idea, and my publicist just happened to find that picture. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. That was incredible, and just, and you know, to have her comment on it, and uh, I mean... Yeah, no, I was pretty chilled, I was pretty jazzed about that. I'm a fan, I think she's great. Well, and I'm sure she's a huge fan of yours, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's artists like you that laid the groundwork for, you know, for people like Lainey, and it's great to see her blowing things up, because she, yeah, she's incredibly talented. Yeah, she's deserving, yeah. She really is. Okay, and one more thing before I let you go, because I know you mm-hmm. you want to go chill out mm-hmm. here for a little bit. I, I was bringing up Legends before, and and you being part of this uh, uh, of this other song, and it was I Don't Need Your Rockin' Chair, and all the oh, yeah. artists that were a part of that. You got any stories about... Oh, just, you know, just to be in that company, and, and that was the early 90s, and, and early 90s, it just felt like there was a wave of new artists that mm-hmm. were going to, you know, that just, I mean, so many of the artists that were part of that video have just gone on to have multi-decade careers. I mean, it was a strong group. You know, you and, and Patty and Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks and Clint Black and Travis Tritt. I mean, that's like a who's who yeah. in country music, right? No, it was, yeah, just incredible. And nobody, you know, there was no way to predict how it was all going to go for us, but yeah. Are there any other songs that you're thinking of redoing? Because uh, <laughs> I want to be able to say, oh, I remember when she told me that. I wish somebody would re-record uh, Spill Perfume. I just think that oh. would be a, that'd be a good one to redo. Like Carly Pierce or somebody like that. I'm, oh, man. Yeah, that would be. I, I'd love to see that one back out there again. That's another great song, too. Man, they just keep coming and coming. Well, Pam, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. I really appreciate it. You take care. So nice to talk to you, Dan.